Welcome to the Tech UK podcast. We cover the latest in technology news. It's time to welcome your host, Giovanni, who is joined by his co-host, Stefano. Hello and welcome to the 11th edition of the Tech UK podcast. I'm Giovanni, your host, and I'm joined as usual by my co-host, Stefano. Hi. So, this week has been quite an exciting week. Today is the day. Everyone knows what today is. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, that's part of the UK news. We've also got news from Google, got news from Sky, BBC, Intel, Chrome, Apple, everything. So, let's get in. Let's start off with, should we start off with the UK news? Yeah. It's the UK news. So, today has been a very exciting day for Apple fans. We were going to start off by talking about Ireland, but to be fair, who really cares? (laughs) No, joking. Um, We will get into that in a second. But today, of course, is May 28th, and it's Friday. And apart from getting your fantastic weekly episode of the Take K podcast, it's also the release date of the Apple iPad in the UK. So it's been absolutely chock-a-block in London, um, as we have the biggest Apple store in the world. And obviously people are going to congregate there to get that iPads. And obviously it it was a success. So um, I actually got down to an Apple store. I didn't go to the big Regent Street one because I figured there probably wouldn't be any iPads left. And because it's just not convenient anyway. And so I went to a smaller um, third-party reseller um, called Stormfront, which is in a shopping center closer to me. And I went there, played with the iPad for the first time, and I've got to say, I was so impressed. Um, so, um, so um, how um, good was how good was uh, the video quality? Like, yeah, so. It can play HD videos, so it can do the 720p videos. It's not going to be perfect, um, perfect screen ratio, but it it looks exactly the same. You won't notice any difference, and um, the video looks impressively amazing. I use the Apple um, Store's Wi-Fi to get online. I tried Safari. Safari's snappy, um, very very quick, and it's amazing because I actually did a bit of a speed testing between my iPhone and the iPad side by side. And somehow, despite the fact they're both on the same connection, the iPad did load pages in about half the time. Um, and it, it, it was really fast. Didn't come across any flash problems because... Um, I basically took a look at Google. Should have taken a better look into the Safari browser, in fact. But from what I used, it was pretty good. Um, works well in landscape or portrait. Rotates perfectly well. The home screen is interesting. The fact that you can get six icons on at the bottom into your permanent bar is um is really interesting. good, yeah. And the fact that it has four rows, four columns, and four or five rows as well. I think they could have done something slightly better with that space. Um. It is very sparse. There is a lot of space in between the the icons. And actually, when um, I was telling Stefano this earlier in prep, that when I got back to my iPhone and I took a look at it, it was 
like I was using an iPad mini, the icons were tiny. It, it just felt so wrong. And the iPad felt so right holding it. Uh, I also took a look at Plants vs. Zombies in HD. Looks amazing, stunning. I don't know how you could do anything better with that. What what um, what um, uh, levels did um, you play? I didn't play anything. Um, I'm not going to be playing Plants vs. Zombies while there's people queuing behind me to use the iPad. There was a small queue, actually, to get in um, along with these iPads. And actually, I've never experienced this before, but... I was, there was this woman and um, two other people with her congregating around this iPad. I assume they were her children. And she must have been in her uh, mid-50s or mid to early 50s. And she literally turned around to me and says, do you want to have a go? And, okay, so I was like, yeah, sure. Um, number one, that's not something I usually ha- have an experience of from customers in a store. Someone asked me if I want to have a go on um, the electronic device they're hogging. But the fact that she literally turns to me and says, oh, I think it's fantastic. It's so quick, um, but I'm not sure which one to get. And um, should I get the 3G one or just the Wi-Fi one? And I was amazed. The woman did not seem like she was someone who would not, not didn't seem to be a hardcore geek, but um, she really seemed to be into the iPad. She, she was um, generally happy with it. She seemed like one of those people that... Even my mom could probably um, get to grips with the iPads after pretty much no explanation. I'd probably be able to give it to her and say, okay, here you go. You've never used a computer before. Try it out. Um, Also tried YouTube app. Works very nicely. Uh, Also tried the videos app. Very nice um, as well. Um, What else did I try? I tried mail. But unfortunately, as there wasn't a mail account um, activated, all I got was a few icons um, basically telling me, do you want to um, open up an account with, um, yeah, sign in with your Hotmail, well, not Hotmail, your AOL, your MobileMe, Gmail, there's quite a few options, exchange um, email. And um, so I didn't get much of a look at that. I also took a look at the iWork suite. So I did Numbers. It looks like a normal spreadsheet. Works very nicely. Pages, which, surprisingly, I am able to type quite reasonably on the keyboard. It's almost like a real keyboard. Not quite there, but um, as it's a virtual keyboard, it did actually work pretty well. I also tried um, Keynote, which is obviously um, Apple's version of PowerPoint, and that worked well as well. Um, I was actually, despite the fact I would seen pictures of it online, I was amazed by how quick it was how um, snappy everything was, how clean everything looked, how how big the screen was, um, but the fact that the device isn't too big. I really thought this is going to be a very big device and the big black bezel around it is going to make it look massive, but no, it's, it's quite um, quite small and it fits nicely in your hands. What else did I do on it? Um, on and off. On and off. No, I didn't do that. Um, like, I mean, like... Um... Like, um, the top. hibernate and then, like... No, I didn't try that, but, um, it can apparently get up to near a month, or is it two weeks or near a month when standby's crazy? Some ludicrous amount of hours like that. Um, so, um... They really were pushing the 3G versions in the store, and, um, when I got there, they really... They weren't too enthusiastic about selling them, because I think they were starting to run out of stock, but they... It was clear that everyone was looking at the the iPads and 
there was one person looking at an iPod, but that was about it. Everyone was queuing to get onto the iPads. The Macs were all free, MacBook Pros, new iMacs, all um, with no one on them. And all in all, it seemed that the iPad really was the the big attraction. And bearing in mind this is a reseller, it was quite impressive seeing all those people right there. Um, so how many were they selling? I did ask this, and they had... How many was it? So for the 16 gigabytes 3G version, they had sold out. When I asked them how many they had, they had a grand total of three. Um, they had Wi-Fi ones. They still, there still was quite a lot in stock. Um, but I believe there was only about three of each model available anyway. I didn't ask about the Wi-Fi ones, um, which I maybe should have. But um, they were really pushing high capacities of 32 and 64 gig. And... As usual, the people were very well trained, um, although not an official Apple store. When asked um, by other people in the store, which one should I get, the answer was pretty much um, what they should have said. They said, um, what did they say? 32? No, no, they said um, it depends on your needs. If you plan to put loads of films and music and apps onto there, you'll want to go for a high capacity one. If you just want the basic device for web surfing and having a few songs and videos on there, you'll you'll be happy with the 16 gig and I agree with that um, they managed to explain to people what 3G was for people that had <laughs> no idea which um, okay, it's not that funny but um, obviously there are people that don't know what 3G are and they were explaining that the fact that you can get internet everywhere um, I'm not sure if they were pushing O2 but um, Free has plans out which we'll be discussing slightly later on and this really was it was a good experience. Uh, oh, yeah, we also tried um, iBooks. And I wanted to try Kindle, but um, iBooks, very nice. Pages a bit smaller than what I thought. It's because of all the fancy book-shaped things on the side, you lose quite a bit of real estate. I say you lose probably about 20% of your real estate of your screen just with this little book that's being drawn around um, your text. You can change text size, you can change the brightness, um... Flicking okay. pages was quite fun. I, I did that sm- slow page flick where you grab the corner and then move it slowly. Very nice. Um, I did also spend about two or three minutes just swiping through pages of apps, despite the fact there was only three or four pages. Just It was so slick, so fast. It's not that the iPhone is slow at all, but when I got back to the iPhone, I just noticed there was a tiny, maybe a millisecond delay of me swiping it and it actually swiping. Obviously much better than most other phones where you swipe and it, um, it will spend two or three seconds responding and then jutter along. But very, very nice. The, the Snapdragon processor inside it clearly has made a big difference. And rumors are just come to the iPhone. Yeah, so um, out of a 10... Um, what, what would I rate it? Yeah, what, which rate it? Um, I really don't know. I didn't, ca- I didn't come across any problems, apart from, I'm going to rate it a 9. Why? So, it was pretty much perfect. The, the flash thing, it didn't bug me then, but I have a feeling it would bug me if I was trying to go on certain websites. The fact that it's slightly locked down, such as, um, I also found out that if I buy an iTunes movie, and I want to put it onto um, my big screen TV with the cable, it will actually say... This monitor is not authorized to do this because it's copyrighted. 
but if I were to um, use a standard analog, it will work perfectly um, on an iPod Touch, for example. So they've done something weird there. Also, I noticed the lack of a camera. <laughs> now, that might sound slightly signed, might sound, um, sound slightly cynical, but I really thought this is a device that should have a camera. Um, but th most of this was actually because of people online saying, oh, the iPad, wait till the next one. Why doesn't this one have a camera? Um, but I don't, I don't think I noticed it that much. It literally, I don't see myself doing video conferencing on Skype. And if I want to do that ever, I want something that's um, powerful enough to handle it. And I want to be able to multitask properly. And that has to be a laptop for me. I can be multitasking and talking on Skype or even a netbook. Because I can multitask properly, um, even though multitask is coming, apparently, in autumn this year, or maybe even summer, late summer. Autumn. Um, it seems that I couldn't, I couldn't use Skype on it, probably. I could not just use it as a one-purpose device um, for that. And so, 9 out of 10... Just for the flash issue. So. And, oh, I just want to point out, people were saying online it's quite heavy. I didn't think so. I literally did that thing where you think something's going to be really heavy and you put loads of effort into lifting it up and then I f it felt like a feather. But um, I can imagine it would. It did get slightly tiring after um, about 10 minutes. So I can imagine you wouldn't want to be holding on to um, that while reading books. What? So overall... Um, mostly positive. What three words would um, you use to describe the iPad? So, three words to describe the iPad. Um, innovative, because it's doing a lot more than any other tablet I've used. The lack of handwriting recognition doesn't bother me. I think that's actually a good feature. Uh, second word, <clears throat> I'm torn between fast and snappy. I'm going to go for snappy, because it reminds me of crocodiles. Um, and um, very, very snappy. Fast. And last one. Uh, revolutionary. Uh, it sounds like I'm really buying into the Apple hype, but until you actually try it, you will not know what, what it's like and why people are prepared to pay £429. Also, just the fourth words just slightly expensive because I think it, they should have done 399 anyway 429 people pay it Apple will be happy also they are selling the keyboard dock for 55 pounds and the um, display out adapter for either 25 or 29 pounds um, from what I remember from memory and we've just spent 15 minutes talking about the iPads we <laughs> okay me um, yeah, I may have got slightly excited, but I, I'm genuinely very excited about okay, this Okay, 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 okay. I can't wait to get it. I would have bought it right then and there. I'm still going to do it online because I get cash back that way. Okay, and not to dwindle on the iPad. Way. For um, the whole of um, the show, obviously, because other things do happen in the tech world. So, um... I'm just going to skip this, another story. Um, we are going to come back to it, but I just want to... Because um, this is iPad-related, I just want to get this out of the way. And and another story. Um, so, O2, Vodafone, and Orange had already got their plans out. 
and for the iPad, and free has completely destroyed their business model for the other free because they are so, so, so cheap, their plans. So, for, in order to get, uh, how many gigabytes is this? Um, can you open up the page, please, Stefano? So, the other um, networks had a pretty ridiculous price structure, and um, so free has two data plans at the moment. They've got a one gigabyte for seven fifty a month, which is not the best deal in the world. But then they've got a fifteen pound one, which gives you ten gigabytes. Now that is amazing because Orange is charging you twenty five pound for ten gigabytes, and Vodafone is charging you um, how much is it? Um, £25 for just 5 gigabytes. They don't include Wi-Fi, so that is a bit of a change, um, because you won't need to, you won't have the capability of just connecting there, but Free says this because they are purely um, third generation network, their network was handled to build this, um, handled to build this, that made sense, was built to handle this, so, um, I do think their network is the best 3G network by far. They are able to offer services which other ones aren't, and they are able to offer these, um, frankly, pretty amazing um, prices. And moving on to our next story, just our last bit of iPad um, news. And basically, um, iPlayer has updated itself, um, and we will be getting onto that story in a few minutes, but um, they've also now got BBC iPlayer for the iPad. So it's essentially um, like the BBC iPlayer um, that's available on on your computer, but it's now available and accessible from the iPads. Uh, before you used to get a message saying that um, it didn't work, um, but now um, there is a slightly... Um, better version, and it seems to be using the beta website to make it work. It can only work over Wi-Fi, not 3G, but as um, phonehome.co.uk puts it, quality you could reliably stream over 3G would look fairly poor anyway. So it really does seem that this is going to be one of those killer applications for the iPad. Well done, BBC! And moving on to a more exciting story, some would say. It's about Ireland. So... Ireland's largest ISP um, has started disconnecting users who are accused of piracy. Now, this is absolutely crazy. It's actually the first um, country in the world that's adopting the free strikes rule, which, if you're accused without proof, three times, um, they will actually take away your internet access for one year. And Stefano, you were saying that um, Ireland wasn't part of the UK, weren't you? Yeah. Um, and why are we covering on the Take Care podcast? Yeah. Is that what you're wondering? Well, um, it's, it's close enough to the UK. Then again, we won't be including France. France, yeah. It's not going to be the Take Care in France podcast. It's the Take Care in Ireland podcast. And I am now officially declaring Ireland as part of the UK. Oh, we're going to lose so many listeners for saying that, aren't we? <laughs> um... Yeah, 50% drop happening right now. So, um, Sky, who is obviously um, the UK's leading satellite provider, is 
saying that they would like um, to have SkyPlayer, their, their iPlayer-style um, thing, TV catch-up, um, video-on-demand service, on other consoles. So currently, it's available as part of the Xbox. Um, and you need a... I think you need a gold membership in order to have this. Um, and so then also... Um, Obviously, you have to have a Sky subscription, and um, it's a premium feature, and therefore, they said that they would like to have the Sky play on other consoles. They are um, Sky's director of on-demand, Griff Perry, has told um, the website TechRadar.com that the company is engaged in talks to explore opportunities with other mainstream consoles, but remains focused on enriching the Sky player on Xbox 360. So, um, very, very nice. Um, so, other, um, companies which have incorporated Sky player include Fetch TV, Humax, and Freeview. That's free, the number free, V-I-E-W. These are all set-top, um, manufacturers who, um, have been or are including the Sky player service on their um, website. At present, BBC iPlay is still not available on the Xbox, but which is really strange, and it is available on the Wii and PS3, so hopefully that will get rolled out as well very soon. And moving on to BBC iPlayer, which um, has... Yeah, back to BBC iPlayer, actually. Um, So we were talking about how it's available on the iPad. Well, now they've released a beta site for the new version of BBC iPlayer. If you go to bbc.co.uk slash iPlayer, um, you'll be redirected to the new um, new website, and it's essentially beta.bbc.co.uk slash iPlayer. And um, a very big, very, I'd say significant um, change in interface. You can um, now star your favourite shows, where you put little stars in them. Then they appear in your TV favourites. You can um, sign in and then um, subscribe to shows. And when they're available, you can um, they will appear automatically in your TV favourites. Um, you can also search for other channels. Now, this is actually a very useful feature. So at the moment, I'm not sure if this is implemented yet. So if you were to search... Coronation Street, for example, into um, BBC iPlayer, which I'm doing right now as a live test. Um, it's not working yet, but what they want to do is, um, in the final version of this, have so that if you were to type in Coronation Street, it would appear um, in the search results as um, a link to the, um, the other partners' websites, and also when a new episode is released, it will automatically tell you on um, the BBC iPlayer website as well. So, um, they have a video um, from a man whose name I forget. Oh, um... Rolf? Rufus? Yeah, Rufus something. Uh, Rufus something, the comedian. Um, Yeah, so he's got a video um, saying how he um, uses iPlayer, which is obviously not true, but how he got paid to say this and how you're meant to use iPlayer. Um, and essentially this does look like it's going to be a very nice, um, very nice update. So it also has a very new, um, revamped interface. You can also add your own categories now to the main page. You can, um, have very, very nice, um, 
It's a much nicer interface now. And radio is there as well, of course. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's for that. And BBC also announced another thing, which is that um, they will be opening... Um, by the way, um, his name's Rufus Hound. Anyone that was um, wondering who, who we were talking about. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> the BBC is also... Uh, alongside with the iPlayer, they are releasing another new service, you could call it. I would call it a TV channel. So, BBC One HD is coming this autumn. I thought that it was all... I thought that it was already on um, um, HD. Now, one. this is what's curious. It's actually a slightly confusing name, because BBC currently has a channel called BBC HD. This is going to be BBC One HD, and... Contrary to what the name suggests, you do not get all the programs um, from BBC One in HD. They say that they would like most of their programming um, to go in HD um, by 2012. And so that is one of those statements that when they say we would like most of our programming to be available in HD, that could be anything from 51% to 100%, hoping it's a lot close to the 100% mark. And um, shows that will be coming in high def eventually will be EastEnders, Holby City, The One Show, The Apprentice, The Weakest Link, and QI. Yay. These are just some of um, the um, bigger shows. Yeah, bigger shows. So, um, BBC has told TechRadar that its focus on HD um, is what they're focusing on, and therefore they're saying that um, 3D is just a gimmick, which um, is a distraction, is what they're calling it. And moving on to Nokia OviMap. So Nokia has... Sorry, I'm going to say it in English. Um, that um, Nokia, Nokia, there we go, Nokia. If you live in London, Birmingham, Manchester or Glasgow, you will get free tactilized courtesy of Nokia, which is launching its OviMap software. All you have to do is... Um, is... Um, Okay, if you can hear Stefano laughing in the background, this is why. You need to go to this website called translationparty.com and essentially get something and it translates it into Japanese and then back. back. So Stefano decided to type in Giovanni likes animal poop and it ended up translating it into feces of animals such as Giovanni. Uh, funny. Watch when I punch him. Okay. Um, and so, back to the story, Nokia, Nokia Ovimaps. So, if you find one of the, um, tabs which has Nokia Ovimaps branded all over it, it's going to be a Nokia X, Nokia X6 smartphone in the back of the taxi, so you can test service and you can follow your journey whilst en route. Um, and Nokia will actually pay for your trips. So, um, you can't do out-of-town trips and, um... If you if you find an OV cab, just get in it. Come on, it's a free ride around the city, um, or home. And moving on, is that it for the end of the um, UK news? I think it is. And I just want to point out that we do not have a three-minute news bulletin this week because um, due to the fact that we spent so long on our story about. Um, the the iPad, we are going to have to shorten this down a tiny, tiny bit. 
And um, we do have one story for you in our three-minute news bulletin, um, which is going to be more like a 30-second news bulletin, but here we go. Welcome to the 32nd um, news bulletin, and Intel has announced new ultra-low voltage processors. Fastcompany.com puts it as Intel yesterday announced a new line of processors dubbed um, ULV cores, or ultra-low voltage cores. Essentially, these are lower voltage versions of the core i3, i5, and i7 processors that are currently the top of the heap for mobile power. Apple's very recently refreshed MacBooks use those, as do HP's Envy laptops. The new ULV core chips are something a bit different, however. They're promised to reduce battery life by 15%, as well as offering a 50% improvement in power efficiency. And, sorry, I said they promised to reduce battery life, did I? They promised to reduce battery usage by 15%, as well as offering a 15% improvement in power efficiency and allowing for a 30% reduction in thickness. Yet Intel promises they're as powerful as the larger, more energy-sucking um, core chips. And Stefan has always said that he'd like some background music to run during the segment, so we're just going to let um, this go ahead and run as we move into our next story, which is the start of our general tech news. Okay, so now in our worldwide tech news, our first story is, once again, we're back to Apple. And it's about the Apple um, WWDC event, which is the Worldwide Developers Conference, which is happening starting on June 7th. And Steve Jobs has announced that he will be um, running a keynote on that day, a presentation. And the Worldwide Developers Conference itself runs from June 7th to June 11th. And um, they they um, sold tickets for um, eight days, and there were five thousand attendees. Ticket prices were sixteen hundred dollars, and they sold out within eight days. And um, basically, in past years, Apple um, has used um, the keynote during the time to to announce a new iPhone and. It really seems that this is going to be the announced date of the new iPhone. Yeah, well, um, I, I think that there, that there won't be a new iPhone. Yeah, because of uh, like, because of like pictures being like leaked. Yeah, leaked to. Um, so you um, think so. Uh, um, Steve Jobs is going to do that? No, you're not getting an iPhone this year. Ha! Huh? You think or he's going to maybe, do that? Or maybe. Yeah. This. Uh, that that was all a big like thing to um like a big marketing yeah. stunt is what that was saying oh and the music's now dying down so back to the boring us without the music <laughs> and um oh okay you want us to lose viewers now and listeners <laughs> thank thank you stefano viewers yeah viewers with your ears um and so you think this they, he might not actually announce the iPhone? Well, yeah. the whole event is this year themed towards apps and applications. What else do you think he could announce? Um, something about iPad, something. 
Possibly. He could use it to just demonstrate OS 4.0 again. I doubt that's going to happen again. May, I, it may, has to be the new iPhone. It's been the new iPhone for three years now. May be um, um, iPad um, uh, sales, like... Sales. sales. Oh, yeah, he will be saying, oh, and we've sold 2.7 yeah. million iPads. If it's 2.7 million, someone has to buy me a beer, even though I don't drink. Um, and, in fact, we will be getting to more um, Mac news, such as Google Chrome. It is now available for the Mac in stable form. And if you can't... <laughs> I love this. If you come and see the um, um, google.com slash Chrome site while on a a Mac browser um, on the Mac OS X, it will say download Google Chrome. It says new for Mac OS X, um, 10.5 or later. Intel only, in fact. And it's got um, a cute drawing on the side where it's got a caveman looking at a rock, which then turns into a, um, a wheel. And then finally into Google Chrome with a big arrow saying stable. Um, yeah, and oh, here's something I haven't actually noticed. It's now available for Linux as well. So yeah. when was this done? It says new for Linux. So um, must be also for like same uh, time frame. So it has been out for the Mac for a few months now, and oh, actually, it came out at the same time. You're right. Yeah. And so these are what final builds of it are they? Well, I really have no, have no idea. So here we go. Chrome for Mac and Linux um, has been graduated from beta. To, uh, like normal to stable on May twenty sixth, and this is now called Chrome five point which has quite a few new um, features to be increasing. Unfortunately, I can't actually go to um, about Google Chrome and update from there for some strange reason. Really? Uh, maybe it's because of the fact that I'm on a developer's build. I'm on developer six point so it seems like I actually have to download it and then copy the files in. I'll see how that works. I'm going to test that out. Not now during a show when it's really critical. Um, it's got HTML5 features such as geolocation, app cache, web sockets, file drag and drop, which is really cool. Um, you can try websites such as script.com and drag applications in Gmail. But these are the HTML5 features which are now available. According to net market share in April, Chrome had a market share, um, share, market share of 6.73%. That, um, well... That was when we reported that IE went down to under 60%. Yeah. 59.95% seems really rather low now. I know it's still the majority, but, yeah, but it, it's really low. When a couple of years back, it was 80%. Really? Yeah. It seems um, that um, that Google has done its its big ad campaigns out in um, the real physical world have really paid off, which have been in the metro fairly regularly. Yeah. Um, and when it came out for Mac, there was a whole... Ads campaign, wow, we're now available on the Mac as well, yeah. despite the fact that the Mac Nothing. has a 3% market share, or 5% market share. Yeah. And, um... It, it was a really big marketing campaign. This, um... Linux? Um, yeah. L- yeah. Linux, even, even lower, so... Um, yeah, Linux, um, yeah. Linux actually might have this about the same market share, but most it, of it will be in, um, enterprise and in web servers. For example, most web servers run on um, Linux, Linux. Really? and when I used to run my um, my web server, it used to run on Linux, because it's very secure, it's much, um, you get the .html pages instead of the .asp pages, um, which you may notice on Microsoft sites, so 
I were to go now to Microsoft.com, which um, I am actually doing. Let's try Microsoft.co.uk. I have not visited this website in years now. Turns out the website is actually Microsoft.com slash en slash gb slash default dot aspx. So this is what I mean. The dot aspx is usually the um the no the Windows yeah. um, based ones, and dot html will usually be the other ones. Not mm-hmm. all the time. Um, the Linux ones. And so Linux is a very big thing online. A lot of organizations use it as a cheaper alternative. I use it on the netbook, for example, and you're currently using that netbook right now. Yeah. And it, work, it works really nice, as we discussed, when um, 10.04 came out. Really nice, isn't it? Mm. It's got some nice visual things. It's, it's really snappy. Um, even though we're running off a USB, it's, it's really fast, isn't it? You just click mm. something and it just opens. Very nice. Start up and boot up, not so fast in USB. Yeah. But um, that's, that's only a couple of minutes wait. And somehow we've managed to digress from um, Google Chrome for Mac to, um, to uh, Linux. Linux. And yeah, well, it, well, um, it, uh, it sort of made sense because, um, because um, both of them are coming to... Yeah, both... Because Google Chrome is um, coming to to um, Linux and Mac, so it makes sense. So here's something that I discovered um, a few days ago. So what Linux does, the way it names their um, their uh, there's a name for this their releases um, is very interesting. So <clears throat> as you may know, every six months a a big update comes out, and then every eighteen months they have a stable one. Such as this one. This was 10.04. They called it Lucid Links. And what they've been doing is they use the name of an animal and an adjective. So the one before this, before L, was H-I-J-K-K-L. So um, it was something like Kicking Koala or something like that. I'm sure that wasn't actually what it mm-hmm. was. Then it was um, Jaunty Jekyll was the one before that. And they always do this... Um, Naming, really? which I find really interesting. In the same way that when um, Microsoft came out with Windows Vista, no one believed the name because they were always calling stuff 95, 98, and 2000, and XP. Well, XP, XP is a bit strange yeah. as well. Then now they just call it Windows 7. Mm, what is that? Speaking of Windows 7, just a bit of info. Windows Phone 7 is um, coming out, and Microsoft has said that they expect to sell 300 million phones um, in their first year. Sorry, it can't be 300 million, because that... Let me just review this again. Um, It's not actually a story which we're going to be covering in depth, but it's just a um, little little side note. So 30 million iPhones. um, (laughs) Okay, so in 2007, Steve Jobs set a big goal for Apple to launch the iPhone. 10 million iPhones sold in 2008. Microsoft is now setting the goal of 30 million Windows 7 phones by the end of 2011. To be fair, that's slightly more than a year. I don't know. No. If, um, Windows have a very nice operating system, though. Very, very nice from what I've seen about yeah. it online. But that's it's a Windows phone. When people go, think. do you want a BlackBerry? Especially with young people. What phone are you getting? BlackBerry. iPhone. Um, Nokia. Nokia N900. Give a model number. So, Ericsson. No one ever says, I'm going to get a Windows Phone 7. In the same way that most people don't say, I'm going to get a HTC Desire. Which, um, <laughs> there's a funny story behind this. There was this young child on the bus who, um, 
this may actually be true, but I really hope it isn't, because I'm making a complete fool out of myself if it is true. So apparently, according to this child, the HTC Desire can have an unlimited, oh my gosh, um, <laughs> unlimited number of apps on it, because the apps are stored on the internet. Well, down, 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 downloaded on the Yeah, internet. he even said it was downloaded on the internet. So it's probably downloaded from what? The outernet into the internet? Is that what they've done? Yeah. <laughs> and I like how um, he, he said, there's an unlimited amount of space on it. And you can put as many apps as you want onto it because they get downloaded on the internet. Yeah. Okay. I... That was a bit of a random thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but let let's get back to um our stories. Yeah, which is good. So maybe. this episode will be um slight bit longer than usual. We're not going to make it an hour because we have actually um made the middle section um shorter, but it's it's slight longer. What are we in already? Forty one minutes in now, and um we we're, we're nearly at the end of the stories, and so. <clears throat> Our next story, we will finish off with more Apple news. It does seem like it was very Apple-focused this week. Um, but I do have something else to add. And um, so this story is about... Oh, no, just close the tab. <laughs> this is going well. So the Motorota... Motorota? <laughs> yeah. So phandroid.com is reporting that Gizmodo has now got their hand on another unreleased device, and this time it was the Motorola Shadow. So apparently what happened this time, remember the iPhone which was lost at a bar? Yes. Here my fingers are waggling in the air. Um, yes, that's what's really happened. Um, and now apparently, this is the new one, the Motorola Shadow was lost at a company gym. Huh. These stories are getting even more unbelievable. So it's a bar, a gym, next time, lost it on the street, and then a tramp found it in the emails. Somehow he emailed the <laughs> phone into Gizmodo. Then Gizmodo paid him £5,000 in cash. That's not what happened this time, though. So what happened was a gym worker, apparently, found it. And um, so someone left it at the gym, and then um, <clears throat> uh, they found the, the iPhone the gym worker, and then they said, oh, yes, you can have it back. After sending loads of images and uploading it to, um, and sending them to Gizmodo, they, they actually, they actually asked, um, the owner of it, before giving it back to them, um, what specs it has, and apparently, it has an 8 megapixel camera, very, very, very nice, 720p video recording, mm. 4.3 inch touchscreen, Snapdragon processor, HDMI port, and will ship with Android 2002 and the latest version of Moto Blur. Looks very, very nice. Yeah, but... Um, looks like a HTC for, Evo. Yeah, but um, it looks kind of, kind of big, though. Yeah, it's like the HTC Evo and the um, HTC HD2, which I had a um, chance to try out the other day. A very nice phone, massive screen. I I wouldn't mind the extra um, 0.8 inches of screen that the iPhone doesn't have. Because that's... What is it, 4.3 or is it 4.2, which I said? Uh, 4.3. So, iPhone has a 3.5, so that's 0.8 inches. You may think, okay, that's not that much. But it's actually about 2 centimeters, so that is quite a lot. And um, on the screen, it's already so small. 
going from three point five to four point three is a a big a big increase. Bing. That's what she said. Bing, <laughs> bing, bing, yes, yeah. a bing increase. So, um, lost thing or um, there is going to be another story which I'm just about to add to. Um, yeah, it's already here. The um oh no so we, did we announce we talked about Google TV last week didn't we? Yeah. And so we... this week it has been announced um, that Google TV is actually going to have ads on it, but you won't be able to skip the ads. Just a little bit of a side note there. Yeah. Just just wanted to tell you this. So doesn't make Google Apple. TV as appealing as I thought it was. Yeah, basically. So the ads. Apple or. Apple? I'm talking about Google. Yeah. Oh, Google. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, I see well, why you're talking about Apple. Apple. Yeah, because of... Because um, of our next story, which um, is probably our final story. I think yeah, it is. Yeah, I think it is, yeah. And it is that the Apple TV, which I was just about to purchase, but didn't. Good job I held off. Apparently, there's going to be a new cloud-centric Apple TV. So, this Apple TV apparently is going to... Um, so this was revealed today, literally a few hours ago. This was bre- this is breaking news at the moment, and um, so there's going to be updates to the Apple TV apparently, and it's going to be running iPhone OS 4.0, a um, a four processor, which is a custom built one um, that Apple's using currently on the um, the iPad, and it will offer 1080p cloud br- cloud based streaming <laughs> content. All for an amazing price. So the Apple TV currently costs how much in US dollars? No idea. Come, come on, you should know this stuff. I don't just usually I don't just try and talk to you over these moments so I can type in apple.com and then search for it cuz I know my stuff. Really? Yeah. So um Yes, the Apple TV currently costs... What does it say here on the Apple side? Yeah, I think it's here for left somewhere. I can't find it, actually. Where is it? <laughs> Why do they make it so difficult to actually buy a product? Well, no, I mean, if... if do they do. not want to sell it? Because you can see why people don't buy it. Because it's not okay, even on the front do, page anymore. Search, search. So it's... Oh, I like the um, phone number which they have, which is one eight hundred my Apple. Okay, um, so Apple TV, which from from memory, obviously, um, cost two hundred twenty nine dollars. Currently, it will be apparently dropped down. That's about two hundred eighteen pounds, according to Apple's stupid exchange rate mm. in the UK. It'll be dropping down to ninety nine dollars. So let's say ninety nine pounds. Um, because of their exchange rate yeah. on the Apple TV. Very, very good price. It's it's less than half price. So, um, it's been described according to a, quote, source very close to Apple. This one's always making me laugh. Hmm. This was confirmed by a source very close to Ab- Apple. Um, mm-hmm. Says in Gadgets, editor Joshua Topolsky. And it was a tip-off, apparently. And... It's been described as an iPhone without a screen. Screen. It's um, apparently only going to have a small power plug and video That's out. Nice. And that will be it. Currently, the Apple TV costs $229 with 160 gigabytes of storage. difference is um, Apple TV, this $99 one, will not be including a hard drive. 
well, in fact, it will, but it will be just 16 gigabytes. And um, it will be capable of full 1080p HD video. So I assume that's um, for apps on the 16 gigabytes, maybe to put one or two movies on there, but not for full-time um, streaming at all. What do you think of this? Do you think you would use something? £99, I'll go out and buy it right now if it's out. Yeah, I think that I would, but, um, but, but, yeah, but, come on, let's hear it. I do watch TV, so. Yeah, I know, I want those people, I'm thinking, how will podcasts work on this? Because the only reason I will want this is not for their stupid, um, movie service, but for, um, TV, for podcasts, because... I essentially want some way to have them sort of downloaded or if it could download them automatically um, onto that 16 gigabytes and then I'll watch them, they'll get deleted. That'll be perfect for me. If um, it does sort of a list where um, I can stream them, that'll work just as well. I'm wondering if I could stream 720p um, content, let alone 1080p content reliably though. Um, even with a 5 megabit connection, I don't know if I can do that. Um, but apparently the way this is going to work with is with cloud-based storage and the files will just be streamed to you kind of like Amazon streaming service in the US and it's instant on 1080p. So um, apparently there will also be an option to utilize the time capsule as an external storage component so that's cool. Um, it'll be nice if you could just plug in a standard hard drive and download stuff onto there as well which would be um, very nice as well. And so last October, Apple updated the Apple TV to 3.0 by um, redesigning the main menu, and um, it allowed users to watch um, iTunes Extras and iTunes LP and full screen on their TV. So it seems that Apple's hobby now is turning into slightly more than a hobby, because they said, they essentially said we're going to neglect this product by saying it was a hobby, and it seems that they're actually putting some little effort into it, whether this is because of the fact that um, Apple, um, not Apple, Google has just released its um, Google TV. Do you think Google has some influence on this? Um, do you think Google TV has prompted Apple to um, change its business model? Because Google TV will be yeah. doing, was it, I can't remember, was it cloud-based? No, no, it wasn't. It was just search function for your um, stuff, but it would be searching cloud-based storage as well, cloud-based um, services as well. So, um, this could be a very good revolution for Apple. One thing it's still missing is, where is my DVR functionality? I want something where I can record it, but this will be a substitute for stuff like the Roku box, the PS3 even now, um, yeah. because you can stream stuff from your um, Mac to your PS3, but just having something to just instantly go on and watch podcasts would be very nice. Then again, um, Sony wouldn't lose anything by adding a little podcatcher into its... Um, well made into yeah. its PS3 that would be very nice um a podcatcher obviously for those of you which obviously you do know is iTunes etc where you where it catches your podcasts never lets them escape mwah okay <laughs> and on that um slightly sad note um but exciting notes because of Apple TV um we will end the podcast. Just want to point out that I am sort of sorry for the fact that this podcast has mostly been aimed towards 
Apple, Apple like products and stuff. We did cover Google TV, to be fair. And we covered the Motorola Shadow, but then we talked about the iPhone in that. We talked about iPlayer, then we talked about the iPhone in that. Talked about BBC, One HD, see, no iPhone mentioned there. And Skyplayer as well. And um, disconnecting users accused of privacy. Pir- no, piracy. How dare you be private? That's being accused of privacy. Um, being accused of piracy. So, um... Yeah, we did quite a bit of Apple news today. There's one last story, which I'm just going to sneak in here. I'm not going to put it in the show notes. Um, you can just Google this one. Or Bing it, as you've probably seen all those ads on TV. No, I don't want to Bing it. Why don't you want to Bing yeah, it? because Bing is just too, too bad, I think. Um, oh, do, you tested this out the other day, didn't you? Tell, yeah. tell us your experience about Bing and um, what you thought of it. For example, compared to Google, really, really, really not, not, um, not what I was looking for. Um, I can't. What was the problem? The, uh, um, basically, um, it wasn't like as the, it wasn't as the, it wasn't as reliable. As reliable? Do you mean accurate? What do you mean by this? Because I like the look. So let me say I was searching for um, Tech UK podcast. Thank you, K-Podcast. I'm doing this live, so you can probably hear the keystrokes. And I've just typed in Thank you, K-Podcast into Bing. And Thank you, K-Podcast, as in Google, does not appear. So, um, let's try something else. So, let's say Tech Blog. This is um, a good one. Oh, my God. Some of these are really bad. Exactly. I like the fact that Tech Radar's on the front page, but... Exactly. See that... Um, it hasn't mentioned any gadget. It hasn't done any of that. It hasn't even got Gizmoda has it on the front page. That is disappointing. Yeah. Mm. On the other hand, um, Bing Image Search is very, very nice. Um, much better than um, Google. Google. So, so say if I was searching for a cat, it's very nice. You get the... Um, Options on the left, you then yeah, well, get related searches, sizes. happens with the Google now. They've, um, yeah, but possible. can you select, for example, the um, how you want them to appear, um, what color, yeah, yeah, them, black and white? Do yeah. they have all this? Well, sort of, well, um, not um, layout, yeah, not uh, layout. people. You can choose if you want faces or just head and shoulders if it's related to people. So cats, I just put just faces, so you just get mainly the faces. Um, whereas um, head and shoulders is mostly the whole body. Hmm. Interesting. Um, what was I going to say quickly about Apple? So this is a very strange story. So Foxconn, which makes motherboards and makes stuff for Apple, Dell, and loads of other brands. And basically, they've been having an unusually high amount of suicides. Um, I think there's been nine, is it, over the past few um, days or weeks, and nine employees have committed suicide. So, um, when you think about it, Foxconn has half a million uh, workers there. I was thinking users, but no. We've got half a million um, employees, and... um, Apparently, the cause of this is stuff like stress because they're getting paid so um, low, workers feeling lonely. So now what Foxconn has announced they're going to do is give everyone a 
um, pay increase, which does sound very good. Probably going to be higher ads. I do think that, um, as Leo Laporte has said in the past, we are slightly to blame for this for the fact that we want cheap electronics. We want to have an iPhone which costs 300, 400 pounds when it has a camera inside there, it has a video camera inside there, it has access to the internet, it has Bluetooth, it has a screen, it's touch screen, all of that. It's the marketing where the money goes to. It's not the manufacturing, is it? Mm. So. On a final note, this is my favorite Bing advert. Um, I'm just going to play it, which I do like. This episode is not sponsored by Bing, by the way. Wow. I wonder where she got that clutch bag. Centrifugal clutches are found in chainsaws, garden streamers, and even some yo-yos. What? I meant her bag. Bagpuss, dear bagpuss, old fat furry catpuss. Bagpuss? Bagpipes, bagdad, daddy long legs. Do you have long legs and a short torso? <laughs> what are you talking about? You talking to me? You talking to me? Taxi driver, 1976. Next time you're searching online, try Bing, the decision engine from Microsoft. Which doesn't work. Yeah, um, interesting ads, as we all know. And the other iconic one is the one um, which was filmed in Canary Wharf in a tube station. And I know this is Canary Wharf for a fact. Actually, let me just see what station they've put in the background. If they called it Bing Station or something. Excuse me, which ah, tube is the Houston Station? The Houston tube connects the ears to the back of the throat. Which line? A vertical line dressed in enhance your figure. I, I, I just need the underground. Underground dungeon. Underground hip-hop. Do fairies live underground? Brian Ferry. Brian out loud! The mating crowd, the howler monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Next time you're searching online, try Bing.com, the decision engine from Microsoft. I, I can't even lie. I really wanted these ads to come to the UK when they, they came out. And finally, the final advert. Once again, this episode is not sponsored by Bing. Wait, where can I get a greenhouse like yours? This green bananas, bananas, green men, herbal yeah, yeah. remedies for green fungal infection. Okay, never mind. Mind your language. Learn Spanish. Te gustas, bebotas. Do you like mustaches? Maybe I should just go. Go on now, go. Walk out the door. Just turn around now, because you're not welcome anymore. I have never seen that. You have. Next time you're searching, try Bing, the decision engine from Microsoft. No, I won't. I find it interesting that they say that it's decision engine from Microsoft and mention that it's Microsoft that does it. It, well... Well, I I did promise to our listeners that this wasn't going to be an hour, so um, just say your last words, please, about that. Um... Um, nothing well, really now. Nothing really now. Yeah. Thank you, Stefano. <laughs> Yay. Okay, um, thank you for listening to Take UK Podcast. Um, you'll get email, email, yes, you'll get email. You'll get <laughs> details on how to email us and much more just in a second from our, um, nice little outro. And uh, thank outro. you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Tech UK Podcast. Get the show notes and archives on our blog at techukpodcast.blogspot.com You can subscribe to the Tech UK Podcast at feeds.feedburner.com slash techukpodcast or search iTunes keywords Tech UK Podcast or you can email us at techukpodcast at gmail.com with your comments and suggestions.